This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. This is the Blue Man Group. Hi everybody, my name is Ron Ecstasy, and this is the Blue Men Group. Or just Blue Men Group, actually. Uh, I'm here with John and Devin Welsh. <laughs> John B. and Devin Welsh. Please file us under Blue Men Group and not The Blue Men Group. Or Blue Men yeah, Group, comma, that's actually... Comma, the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello, w- w- welcome back to uh, Reality. Hi, Ron. Hi, Ron. Hi. We're, um, we're back after yeah, this is a week the, off for the holidays. Yeah, we're um, sliding into 2021, a new year, uh, just around the corner. We are recording this New Year's Eve, uh, and you will be listening to this on New Year's Day. That's a promise. Uh, so um, I hope that you had a good you know, change of the clock situation. I hope you put your clocks back one hour uh, at midnight. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I, I just, uh, I, I, it, I'm excited. That's all I'll say. Um, let's go in. Should we do compliments? Do we want to do compliments? Yeah, let's get it over. I with think people quickly. are expecting the compliments. Yeah. You don't, okay. don't want to get a bunch of emails after this. Yeah, right. About where the compliment section. I agree. Okay, Uh, John, I want to compliment you on just that, just how you quickly came up with that uh, email um, mention, and it totally changed my mind. And that's very smart, and that's something that you you're always doing. You're just like correcting me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a listener advocate. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes, and um, Devin Welsh. I like um, just how you're you're very bundled in a nice jacket, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just I just respect your uh, ability to wear the layers that you need and and kind of discard the ones that you don't, and that's just always something that you've done really well. <laughs> thank you, thank you, uh, John. Um, you're a great ombuds ombudsman for the listeners. Um, that's true. Wanted to use that word, and then uh, Ron, <laughs> thank you for um, uh, yeah, that's uh, fine. your your eloquence. <laughs> your eloquence with which you complimented John was very oh okay. very good. Thank you, um, Devin. That was a very tactful way to include Ron, so he doesn't feel mm-hmm. too guilty about various sins that he's committed this this morning. He, right, yes. right. We and we won't say <laughs> we don't need to mention them. We don't need to mention who was late mm-hmm. uh, this yeah. time, but no, uh, it this was morning. You, you so tactfully sidestepped the issue that we don't need to bring up who was late or who was yeah. Know, who it wasn't even the late. I didn't even see the morning. So yeah, you, you weren't even late this morning. Yeah, that, that's all. the thing. And you you keep talking no about the morning. Sins. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. So good. On, good on you for that. Also, you look very illuminated today. You look. You're mm-hmm. looking bright and cheery. Everything is illuminated today. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ron, oh you look 
similarly great you got this great orange sweater it's matching your skin and hair very beautifully <laughs> orange skin you got, and you've, got a good, you've got a good gradient of light orange going oh i feel so guilty right great. now <laughs> <laughs> he's getting listen to your listener ron is getting redder yes. and redder the more we tear pink, yes pink and orange an underrated color combination that uh not everyone is willing to explore so oh thank good you on guys. you thank you. you look like a georgia peach yes georgia <laughs> peach that's 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 right thank you very much um all right well that's the compliment section that uh, I'm kind of glad I'm somewhat glad we we did it, but I'm uh, <laughs> ultimately feeling um, a bit less of myself uh, as we exit that segment. The but, last compliment section of the year. Yeah, that's true. It, and and you know, like it's well that maybe we should say that in this this episode we're just going to go through some of the biggest events of of the year. So uh, stick around for that. But first, we're going to do. This Week in History. December 31st, 1879. Inventor Uh. Thomas Edison gives the first public demonstration of his electric incandescent light bulb at his laboratory in Menlo Park, New Uh, Jersey. Yeah. I Mm. I feel like we just covered this guy. Yeah, yeah. Very similar story. I can't remember what it was. I thought that the last time we did it, it was also about the invention of the light bulb, but I guess it yeah. was another invention. And this one actually is earlier in time. I felt like the first Edison this week in history was in the 20th century. Yeah. When was this one? It was uh, 1879. 1879. Damn. That's, that's like, I'm not going to do the math, but that's over a hundred years ago. Um, I don't know how long he lived for? He must've been like 150 when he died. He must've yeah, been seriously. a vampire. What yeah. is his deal? He's just like inventing all this stuff. Like what was he, Electric what did light. he have for breakfast? I want to know. Cause like this guy is a bright mind. Excuse me. Uh, vampiric agenda. Perhaps, electric light. Perhaps in an, in a future time, he, he was an inventor who invented a time machine and then he went back in time in order to become an even more prolific inventor in the late Whoa. 19th, early 20th century. Hmm. Is that like the, uh, that sounds like a TV show or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it it seems like also steampunk. Like, is that steampunk stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the thing yeah. is, Are it's probably so much more novel? difficult to invent a time machine than it is the light bulb. So this is sort of just like a victory lap for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a cigar. He's like, ah, may as well. Or like champagne yeah. toast. The light yeah. bulb was a champagne toast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's he used the champagne glass to uh, make the light bulb. Uh, and now he's selling them on Amazon for like 60 bucks each uh, yeah. under the name Edison bulb. So look that up. <laughs> But don't buy it. Don't, don't, su- buy it. don't support this time-traveling vampire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Tommy Edison, man. And that Menlo Park, <laughs> New Jersey. Like, what is what is in the water, you know? Could you imagine growing up and, like, you, you grew up next door to Tommy Edison. And then oh he, my God. he becomes so successful. Yeah, why can't your, you be more mother, like Tommy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you were neighbor. You thought you would be maybe be an inventor and then he just blew you out of the water. Like Tommy yeah. Edison, who you would steal jacks from and like kick dirt in his face. 
Yeah, you would play like hoop and ball with him, and he was like <laughs> inventing baseball essentially while you were playing. Every time he'd he, you'd be hanging out with him, and he'd fire up the oil lamp when when the sun went down, <laughs> and then you'd pull a, pull a prank on him by blowing out the oil lamp. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just set him off. Resentful, yeah. It uh, turned a light on in his in his head. That so yeah, Tommy Edison. Uh, very difficult to grow up next to, uh, especially when you're a competitive young lad in, uh, I believe it was like Port Huron, Michigan or something he grew up. Mm -hmm. uh, and or I don't know, who cares? Like, do I need to know that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the story that he told us anyway. I mean, if the vampire time travel theory is correct, then right. we True. really have no idea where he grew up. Maybe yeah, on another so planet. He is otherworldly and somewhat of an alien to us with his crazy inventions uh happy birthday or whatever it was that you did <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh happy birthday i guess light bulbs yeah you really like i don't know you really you really extended time you know the uh, invention mm, of the light nice bulb he they came yeah. out in, in winter that is yes nice. yeah although when he could have most he could have had this before Christmas and made a like so much money. A killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those he, like uh or like Black Friday, you know, like if he could have mm -hmm. gotten that in 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 whatever the early Walmart was in 1879. Yeah. Yeah, he messed up. Herods or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh bye Thomas Edison. Thanks. Hopefully that's Thanks. the last time we hear about this fucking guy. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, let's uh, take a look back. I know that we're we're kind of um, a forward momentum style podcast. We love to look into the future. Well, no, we actually just do lots of segments present about day. History, We've so. had a really hard time looking into the future, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, but if you could imagine, <laughs> you know, we this twenty twenty was sort of a wild ride. Kind of think of it as like a bumpy roller coaster. Yeah. And now we're like the bar has come up. We're filing yeah. out of the machine. Yep. And now it's time to visit the souvenir kiosk and maybe mm -hmm. take a look at some of the photographs of us going down the hill screaming. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, there's you, the John. You but we'll just look at them. Yep. Yeah. And we'll try to take pictures of them with our smartphone. And exactly. the, uh, the worker will try to cover them with their hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, John, oh, look at that one. Look at the picture of you, John. Oh, that's oh, great. That's oh, you're one. screaming. Oh, look. oh, there's Ron. He's laughing. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's good. Okay, well, what we're going to do here is just take a look back into 2020, the uh, kaleidoscope that was. Uh, I mean, let's just take a look at the year. It was, a, was it a leap year? I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I think maybe it was a leap year, yeah. I think they had okay. to de determine it. But future all right, well, let's just say it was history. 2020 so, was a uh, day filled with 366 days <laughs> and uh, 52 weeks. Uh, every single day had 24 hours in it, and um, it was one hell of a year. So let's <laughs> let's take a look at uh, no. So our year in review starts. January 12th, 2020. Uh, John, do you remember where you were on that Two day? Two weeks in, yeah. Um, I think I was uh, getting really into uh, Thai bow that week. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. Tybo. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Dev, do you remember your life in on the 12th of January, 2020? I remember I was very far away from the tall volcano eruption, which that is, is, correct. is our first story that, that, that happened in 2020. 2020 had so many major events, and we're going to try to cover all of them, but the first one is the tall volcano eruption, January 12th. 43 years after his previous eruption in 1977. Um, but maybe, Ron, you could tell us more about about what this eruption was. Yeah, so the tall volcano uh, eruption that happened on January 12th, uh, according to uh, this organization, uh, Fivolks, that's P-H-I-V-O-L-C-S, uh, mm -hmm. their, their director, his name's uh, Renato Solidum. Nice. Um, okay. They said that seismic swarms began at around 11 a.m. and then they were later followed by phreatic eruption from the Volcano Island main crater at around 1 p.m. Philippine Standard Time. That's just uh, UTC plus 8 if you're mm. doing that kind of measurement. So loud rumbling sounds were also felt and heard from the Volcano Island. And then by 2.30 or so, the uh, Fivolks raised the alert status to alert level 2. So although mm -hmm. the Fivolks thought that it was the Tall Volcano Observatory that it, they advised the residents of the Volcano Island to evacuate at 1 p.m., mm. stronger explosions began around 3 p.m. that mm. spewed an ash column exceeding a kilometer high, prompting the Fivolks, that's again, it's P-H-I-V-O-L-C-S, to upgrade the alert status to alert mm. level 3 by 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. So furthermore, uh, Solidum, Dr. Renato Solidum, uh, confirmed that there was a magmatic uh, intrusion that was driving the volcano's unrest. So the Fivolks advised the evacuation of the towns of Balit, San Nicolas, and Talise in Batangas and other towns within the shore of the Tall Lake. So then by 7.30 p.m., the Fivolks upgraded the alert status again to alert level four. So after those volcanic activities intensified as continuous eruption generated, uh, somewhere between a 10 to 15 kilometer, uh, that's like, I guess, 6.2 to 9.3 miles, uh, <laughs> nice. steam-laden tephra column, uh, which... Mm -hmm. um, with frequent volcanic lightning inside of that, which is crazy, oh. that rained wet ashfall on the uh, general north. So, like, as far as if you can imagine, uh, Philippines, like Quezon City and uh, Kalugan. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know what? It's so funny. As you're saying this, I'm remembering yeah, exactly yeah, 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 yeah. where it was on January 12th. Okay. Yeah. 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 I so, remember this. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I remember I, actually yeah. that. I remember that ash fall from the volcano was also experienced in Cavite and Laguna. Yes. And I remember hearing that it reached as far as Metro Manila and in uh, Pampanga. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I, I heard that too. So it's funny. Well, and, excuse me. It's not funny. Uh, a total of 39 people died <laughs> as yeah. a result um, of this eruption of tall. Although it, only one of those reported cases was directly caused by the eruption on January 12th. Um, mm. Now, according to the Manila Bulletin, which is, you know, uh, uh, just the newspaper there, people either perish because they refuse to follow the evacuation orders or they just decided to return to their homes uh, or they died in the evacuation centers of heart attacks caused by anxiety. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a, 
Yeah, that's a, it was a sad event and it was a sad way to kick off what was a strange year. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a harbinger of, of weird events to happen mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, it seems as though a uh, mass volcanic eruption, um, you know, with like steam laden tephra columns is like not the thing that you want no. to start the year. But it's like, what do you do in that situation? You look to like, you look for laughs and. So people like comedy and that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, like, it's just, it's nuts. Who do you think would, would, would help with that? Like, I don't know. I immediately think of Dave Anyone Chappelle. Anyone who was there. Anyone yeah. who was there probably would have done what they could to help. Yeah, Dave Chappelle, you know, he visited Manila during oh, the eruption. During the eruption. He was, oh, wow. he was visiting Manila and then he donated, so... he donated uh, $19,000 to uh, oh, that's nice. the thing. Nice. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys, uh, if there anything else happened. Yeah, um, so another thing, uh, another big event here that happened is uh, January on January tenth. Um, it was two days before. January, so okay, sorry, we've got our timeline mixed up. But as of January tenth, for the first time since the Great Recession, which was uh, you know ten twelve years ago. Yep. Women outnumber men in the American workforce with women holding 50.04% yes. of all jobs. Uh, they just got up. Just, just so got that's, up yeah, the bar there. They, um, that's 109,000 more jobs than men as of January 10th, 2020. Um, so, um, yeah, so, so during the, uh, the, that great recession, um, they, they said that the wave of layoffs hit male workers first, temporarily giving women the edge in the workplace at that time. And then they said the period was even dubbed the man session. Hmm. <laughs> and so in a, maybe we're sort of heading towards another man session. It's, it's, we yeah. kind of are in an, yeah, another man session. This podcast is a man session. Man session. Kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we have yes. a lot of time off now, so we, we have time to do things like this. Yeah, yes. that's true. Thank you for joining this man session. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that. so January 10th, you know, again, we're very early on in the year 2020. So we're like scratching the, the some of the men are scratching their heads being like, hmm, what's, oh, what's going to well. happen here? And then they two days later, a volcano erupts. Hmm, not good. Okay, so uh, <laughs> then we went into the month of February. And that's when things really month. started to happen. Yeah, shortest month, although potentially potentially a leap year added an extra day to that month, the 29th <laughs> of feb- February. Potentially, yes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, February 13th, one day before Valentine's, St. Valentine's Day, um, NASA published a detailed study of Orokoth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember because I was at the Valentine's, I was at the chocolate and flower store on yeah. February 13th preparing mm-hmm. for another right. classic. Well, you know, my girlfriend has a job and I don't have a job. So at right. that point, I was like, I better make her love me more. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I remember <laughs> on the, the TV screen inside with that little fake news channel, that little yep. like sponsored content news channel, that this story coming up. Yes. Akaroth, Arakoth. Arakoth. What is it, Devin? Tell us what Arakoth is. <laughs> so Arakoth, um, this is something that um, 
has been uh, in the works for a number of years, but um, on February 13th of this year, the study was published of uh, what's technically called 486958-Erikoth. Proper name. Um, which Can you is say a, that again? Just one more time. I'm writing this down. 486958-Erikoth, <laughs> okay. um, which is a trans-Neptunian object located in the Kuiper Belt. Kuiper. 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 Um, and so anyway, this is, uh, in, in short, it's the, uh, what is it? The most distant body. Yes. The most distant body ever explored by a spacecraft. That is pretty um, crazy. And this was explored by the spacecraft New Horizons. It sort of looks like, it's like a big ball and then there's a little ball attached to it. <laughs> um, the bilobal <laughs> celestial body. <laughs> Bilobal is yeah, another is... way to say it. Um, <laughs> it does time, look like a potato. Yeah, it looks that like a potato. It, it earned the nickname Ultima Thule, uh, or Ultima Thule, yes. um, at the time of the New Horizons flyby, um, but it's since earned the name 486958-Erikoth. I guess 486597-Erikoth was taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, already ha I already had trademarked that. Yeah. Oh, I did not have that on my 2020 bingo card. <laughs> no, neither did I. <laughs> um, what a crazy anyway. year. Already. What else is there to say about Erikoth? Not too much. Um, <laughs> because, you know, none of us are astronomers, but it I was... I don't even have a telescope. Yeah, it was a big event. Let me just say that. Yeah, and it's a pretty far out there story. Yeah, very far out. Oh, wow. Okay, so... Erikoth's name was chosen by the New Horizons team to represent the Powhatan people, indigenous to the Tidewater region that includes the state of Maryland, where Erikoth's discovery took place. That's mm. pretty sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, again, it's shaped like a potato. I would, I would be very weary of this. I do not know exactly where it's coming from. Uh, it seems extremely far away from us, but I would be keeping a, a, an eye on this. A close um, eye, as close as you can get. Yeah, it it looks like it's, I don't know, like 15, 20 miles long, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, rolling like hills, troughs, pits, bright and dark areas. It's a, a very interesting object that yeah. um, was discovered in 2014, but again... The study was published we February thirteenth so. of this year. So yeah, um, it was due in yeah. It was due it. that that re that paper was due in like twenty seventeen. But <laughs> yeah, here we are. Good well, things take time. Published. Yeah. But, well, um, something that's... else happened in February. Um, something very important with cascading implications. Um, well, Dev, yeah, I, I would uh, second exactly what you said, and I yeah. just want to add that multiple things happened in February, uh, and one of them was on February 17th, the National Boy Scouts of America filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Crazy uh, story. I mean, this is really what insane. sort of started all of the havoc of 2020, this mm -hmm, story. Right. Everything's sort of, you know butterfly wings creating tidal waves across the earth exactly this was the mm -hmm. first link in a long chain yes yes an so, american institution uh fell 
uh, this year in 2020. Yeah. Toppled, completely toppled. Um, so the they, uh, ran, they finally ran out of wampum. <laughs> I know <laughs> that the, the 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 one thing that probably you, the listener, are concerned about or would like to know. You're asking me, hey Ron, um, how were the uh, local councils? Or were they affected? Uh, and the answer is no. Independently funded <laughs> local councils are not affected. They were fine. The by the uh, bankruptcy. Fine. Yeah. yeah, but all I can think of is um, if you Google news, if you're if you're a Google news head, if that's the uh, the most used app on your phone, like it is mine, uh, if you just search Boy Scouts of America, they are in more legal <laughs> battles than uh, some some like some some criminals. They're in yeah. constant peril. <laughs> they're in constant peril. I've, they're at war with the Girl Scouts <laughs> over trademark names. They're like stealing yeah. cookie recipes. Like there's all yeah. sorts of great, disgusting stuff going. They're not on. a tight. I was never in the. No, I was never in the Boy Scouts. Uh, Devin, were you a Boy Scout? Um, uh, is it in Canada? <laughs> is it the same organization? No, I wasn't in the Boy Scouts of America. Let me just put it that way. Right. But yeah, you were you some kind of boyish scout. I dabbled well, in there was a, in <laughs> Canada. In Canada it's called Beavers. Just uh, beavers. I'm not sure about that. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, yeah, Boy Scouts of America, um, they, their lawyers are hard at work. They're an embattled organization that has been dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, pretty serious stuff. Pretty serious yeah. allegations. Yeah, going to going to work uh, when you're at working when you're a lawyer for the Boy Scouts is you're an like, executive at the Boy Scouts. Yeah, you need to you need a kerchief in your jacket because you're going to be sweating most of the day because of mm. the shit that you're going to find out about. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. All of their neck collars are real worn out there in the, uh, the executive <laughs> yeah. washroom. Yeah. <laughs> you see yeah. in their ties and splashing yeah. water on their faces. Your two fingers are like killing you. It's like you've <laughs> raised those two fingers up like so much that you're, you've got arthritis in your knuckles. Um, they must well, send inner office memos must be smoke signals. And that's <laughs> contributing to the sort of you know pa havoc and, and yeah communication oh my god yeah yeah their inter-office communication is just like so you know, so <laughs> difficult the left hand doesn't so know what the right hand is doing yeah and it leads to all kinds of fiascos and debacles <laughs> i imagine the lunch situation you're like in the little shared kitchenette and like <laughs> and the, there's just a door you open it up and it's just all cans of beans and stuff yeah it's all stuff that you would eat while you're camping well you, to, yeah they, the inner the office like break room is just a campfire they have to whittle <laughs> their own forks and spoons every time they <laughs> on their lunch break they all have to take pine oh car derby <laughs> but in any case yeah. february 17th they file for chapter 11 bankruptcy T only two days later in february of 2020 another yeah uh, curious. Say, yeah the saga of another american institution continues yes. yeah that similar american institution is polygamy polygamy <laughs> yes uh one of america's favorite past august tradition yeah uh, uh historical uh, thing that America has always been involved in. The more the merrier, says uh, the New York Daily News. 
For the first time in 85 years, polygamy is no longer a felony in Utah. A state law passed back in March went into effect Tuesday. So remember, this was uh, in 2020, early 2020, Mm -hmm. uh, dropping polygamy from a third degree felony to an infraction. Basically, the same legal level uh, as a traffic ticket. So which, which now joins the tier of crimes that used to be big deals, like having acid in Oregon, which is now <laughs> also just a parking ticket fine. True, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, having having uh, three or four wives is like going 120 in a, uh, <laughs> in a 75, <laughs> is what they're trying to say. But for, um, for anyone that's been, you know, that's had an eye on Mormonism in America, this is a pretty big deal. Um, for polygamy to be decriminalized. Uh, you know, Utah is a state that was sort of founded on the ideal of polygamy as part was, of the People the were polygamists faith. before Utah existed as a state. Mm-hmm. And so the, um, the outlawing of polygamy has been an in- incredibly controversial issue. You could say the state uh, of Utah had many fathers. Many yeah. fathers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many mothers. Um, yeah. But in any case, this is another. This I can't. I I can't decide whether this is a a positive or a negative story. Maybe a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to say. Uh, not. Egg. I. 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 Ugh. I guess uh, consenting adults. I hope. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind of difficult when it's under the auspices of uh, Father Brigham Young or whoever John Smith. Well, but it was like a secret thing, right? So like people yeah. can sort of like, because of the punishments, if it was found out. So now maybe it's like less likely to keep people, yeah. you know, in the situation because they won't get in trouble as much if they try right. to get out. Out of the closet. Yeah, um, out of the closet, out of the streets. In any case, it's, it's not, we're not here to judge. We're just here to provide... Report the facts. Yeah, we're here to provide a synopsis of the major events of 2020. Yes, yes. Um, well, we're still we're still here in February. It feels like uh, we can't even get out of this uh, this month of February. Shortest month, most most shit seemed to start happening in February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, February twenty fifth, Amazon, that is a uh, a river in um, South America. Uh, so mm-hmm. when I'm saying Amazon, it's a different Amazon. It's a mm-hmm. website where you can buy books. Mm-hmm. Uh, they opened their first cashierless grocery store located in Seattle. Big story. Yeah. Again, now, yeah. Good, good story or bad story, I'm not sure. I, I can't really say, but... Um, good for the robots. I'll say that. Yeah. Good for the robots. They're cheering. Good, good for Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, maybe not so good if you were working as a cashier there a month before. It's a great store to go to if you want to buy like cereal that they no longer manufacture that you want to buy from a third party. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. From your childhood. You can order it. At the Amazon grocery store, yes, you can get one giant uh, um, marshmallow from the uh, Lucky Charms thing, and it <laughs> and it weighs 36, 36 pounds. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, terrible for the uh, the cash register industry. We know that that's <laughs> like essentially gutted uh, because of this. Yeah, they've um, been taking it on the chin pretty much for the last, you know. 30 years. Yeah. And what do you now, think the cash almost yeah. the final nail in the coffin? I know. The uh when they saw that square little iPad thing swivel around at their first meeting and they saw <laughs> that it was like 
chung, you know, like a very a room, uh, a room like full a, of executives yelling at each other. Why didn't you think of that? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah, exactly. There are cash register towns all across America that are just going to be hollowed out because of this. <laughs> yeah. So, so bad day for the cash register industry. And February the 25th. auxiliary industries associated with it, like the company that makes those tiny little button-shaped keys that you have to type the price into, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or the company that makes those rolls of paper. The company yep. that makes the ching-ching sound when you open and close it. <laughs> yes. Yep. I was just thinking of that. The composer who, who tuned that. Yeah. A lot of lost revenue for that guy. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a chain effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that, that, that's bad. Um, now this, this goes into, uh, and we must be in March. There, this is un, un, uh, there's no, un, no, undated. no undated, but um, I don't know. This is pretty big. This is some, I think it's, some probably one of the biggest stories of the year i would say april yeah so it's april so there is no stories in march no oh, okay march nothing really happened nothing really important happened uh but in april we got one of the biggest stories of the year absolutely maybe of the millennium yeah so the pentagon released videos showing unidentified aerial phenomena mm-hmm. and we're watching the video right now obviously you can't see it it's <laughs> Here, I'm going to play some audio here. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I think, dude. So, yeah, we're seeing, like, this uh, unidentified flying object on the screen. It kind of looks like, like a jet kind of a uh, thing. It would kind of, if you were to characterize it's based on its silhouette, you would maybe would say that it looks kind of like a UFO, like a flying saucer of some kind. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say to me, it looks like four eight six nine five eight Aerocoth. <laughs> yeah, it's no, true. Maybe that's what it was. Um, yeah, maybe Aerocoth child. Yeah, um, that is weird. Something. And but I know I what mean, the listener's thinking. You may be, you know, given over to the idea that this is some kind of U.S. Navy April Fool's joke, but the date of the publishing was April 27th. So that's true, John. It can't be an April Fool's joke. No, it's not. And, the, and it doesn't, it's not April Fool's month. It's April Fool's day. So mm-hmm, that right. doesn't, we've exactly. discounted that from the beginning. Exactly. And but I think I was, it's only up until noon, actually, on April Fool's day. After you know what? noon, that's right. it doesn't count. That's right. right. That's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> that was that was put into effect uh, recently. The Bush years, actually, I think. Um, yeah. So the, there's a uh, lot of lost economic gains because of April Fools lasting all day. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that's another. <laughs> that's another day where you have to uh, move the clock back. Uh, yeah, one of the 17 days of the year where you have to move the clock dial and adjust yeah. it to the new to Manila so, Central Time. UTC plus eight. Um, one of the things that I noticed about this uh, high-flying unidentified aerial phenomena is, uh, you know, those like drones that we uh, that people, mm-hmm. Trump and Obama and all those people like to fly around. Yep. Uh, My neighbor. Your neighbor. They just came out of n- nowhere, kind of. So they had to test those like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So aren't all the like UFO things from like the seventies or eighties? Probably just the military testing drones. No, dude. Come on. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, so UFOs. it's it's probably UFOs. Or and, they're kites, uh, but they're definitely not drones. 
And also to note is, uh, is it Mark Hoppus? Is that who uh, is mm-hmm. into it from Blunt uh, 182? No, not Mark Hoppus. Um, the other guy. The other guy. Chad. I don't know. Ch- the other Chad. <laughs> um, w- the other songwriter of Blink-182 is very interested in UFOs. What's his name again? Blink? What's his name again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe uh, we don't need to. We don't need to. No, we, we don't, don't need, need to, to know. know. No, 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 no. Everyone knows who we're talking about. And you don't need to know either. But anyway, um, there's a number of very smart people that are very interested in UFOs. And in April of 2020, some news was released by the U.S. government indicating that probably there are some UFOs out there. So that was huge. Yeah, that that's massive. That's probably that one of the biggest stories. Insane. Ever. And then we just and then it was like May and swept under the rug once it. again. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there was uh, some more some more stuff that happened. Uh, another big, big yeah, story. Uh, well, uh, Ron, you could you could lead us into this one. Uh, yeah. So um, April twentieth. Some some of you may use that day as some sort of celebration, or not work, or not be productive, or whatever you do. We're celebrating um, a, a terrible man from history. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. terrible! Uh, so that was a, a specific day where oil prices dipped below zero as producers forced to pay to dispose of excess. So if you remember that, they were pumping oil out of these oil pumps uh, <laughs> underground in Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. You've seen them. They've got the little flame and they're just... Mm-hmm. They look like those birds that drink water. Crane. Yeah. Down. Yeah. yeah. A sandhill crane. Yes. So, uh, so they were pumping all that and they're like, whoa, 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 stop the pump, stop. And they're like, we can't, we can't, we can't. And it's gushing everywhere. It's like <laughs> everywhere. There's just tons of oil. There's, there's like people coming in uh, from outside and they're just covered in oil. And they're like, I can't stop it. And they're like, yeah. get rid of it. Where, what do we do with it? There's guys running around with like buckets and pans, pots and yeah. pans trying to yeah. catch every drop. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll pay somebody to take it. And so that's what yeah. happened. And yeah. It's so the oil prices dipped below zero. So essentially, you would get paid to take the oil, and things like this sometimes happen. We don't really know why it happened in this case, but um, meaning sometimes us, we as a trio don't know why it happens. We don't know why right. it happens, uh, but oil prices they sometimes dip. They sometimes go below zero. Who knows why? But um, that did happen in April. It's one of those kind of unexplained phenomena, you know. Yeah, so the, yeah, there, there was probably some kind of cause, but people haven't really been able to, to yeah. figure out what kind of stressors. Right, or it's like when other... like fish rain from the sky, that type of thing. <laughs> Frogs, yeah, and stuff. or like plagues of locusts and stuff. Um, U.S. crude, uh, yeah, so it crashed from eighteen dollars a barrel to minus thirty-eight in a matter of hours. And I remember they were saying that uh, there were ships in the Gulf Coast that were just sitting there with their. Uh, with their bellies full of oil, just uh, <laughs> waiting off the shore, um, ready to sink at any time and uh, destroy again a uh, already destroyed ecosystem. In that the, was the uh, day that Gulf. Um, everyone was googling how much it costs to buy like an oil reservoir. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny, John? Isn't that funny? I I do remember that we like, were doing how, it. How John. do we get into this market? How do we break into we, this? We cornered it and we cashed out a day later. Um, Smart money moves. We went, we, yeah, uh, we made a lot of profit because we went from, we bought in at negative 38 and we sold mm-hmm. at $1 mm-hmm. a, yeah. uh, a barrel. I actually held out. I sold at $7 a barrel. Nice. 
Um, I still have all my barrels in the backyard. And nice. um nice. Yeah. One of them's filled with chocolate pudding. I will say that. Uh so yeah, oil, whatever. Um, jump, jumping to May. May, yeah. Uh it's gonna be May, you know, the uh Classic. okay. So uh May sixth, twenty twenty. The Run Ecstasy News Network launched to alleviate rising fears of full algorithmic takeover of content curation. Mm-hmm. I was, was there. the biggest event mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. personally because it had yeah, the most was, impact on my life. Yeah, I was yeah. there. It was good. Yeah, um, that was that, that's a really great day in history. Maybe in future episodes we'll be able to look back on it on this week in history. Ah, yeah, we'll yeah, be absolutely. able to look back on Run Ecstasy News Network yeah, starting up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, June um, happened. June. Nothing happened in June. Uh, nothing happened really nothing in happened. July. Uh, yeah. The yeah. The the dog days of summer. No one needs to know. Yeah. 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 We don't need to pour over that. Stuff. It was just a lot of a lot of siestas, a lot of hanging out. Um, yeah. And on July thirtieth, uh, Devin Welsh releases the album "Click Here Now." One of my favorite musicians. A yes. provocative rumination on media, authoritarianism, and disinformation in our turbulent times. Um, let's get a little sample of the, that music. We're about to kill Prime Minister Scott Morrison with concealable liberator pistols. And we're aiding trouble stacker kings topped with smoky bacon, melted American cheese, and the stacker sauce. All right, pretty interesting Devin, stuff. Very interesting, Devin. How now that we have you on air? Yeah, coming us live is Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how much of this this stuff oh, that's was you who made this? By the uh, the Tal volcano explosion, and how much of it was influenced by the Great Man session of this year? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, twenty twenty was such an eventful year that it's kind of. It all it all just kind of rolls into one thing in my mind, and then the inspiration just kind of comes out of that. But um, yeah, the tall volcano explosion definitely was a big factor. Feeling sure. the vibe there for sure. I can hear yeah. it. Yeah, I can hear the uh, the 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 hammered uh, sounds of uh, you know those what well, the tephra columns, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. bursting through the. Uh, you know, when, especially when like Fevox was uh, making all those updated alerts, it sounds like that. Yeah. Now, yeah. Deb, what was that song called? It was called Walter PPK with pickles, peppers, and ketchup. Awesome. That is cool. Um, and so uh, that was a big I'll, that was a big thing for the summer. That was a big that was the major event for the summer. That was, was the song of the but, summer, in my opinion. Yeah, in my end as well. Um, this one's undated, but moving later in the summer, uh, another big milestone, Pope Benedict Sixteenth became the longest lived Pope at 93 years, four months and 16 days, surpassing Pope Leo the 13th, who died in 1903. So Pretty I think crazy. that's, it's who, who are, who, who are these guys? Popes? Popes, yeah, it's kind of a milestone of, you know, human progress. I think that the popes keep living longer and longer. It's sort of yeah. a, it's a sign. It's a, it's a they it's sort of, proof. they wear those Fez hats and they have like dinners mm-hmm. where they all get together. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's like a private club for older gentlemen. 
Yeah. And so this older oh. gentleman, you know, he, he made it the longest of any of them. So they congratulated him on that. All popes living and dead. I wonder um, uh, if it's a, it's a good thing that they're living this longer, this long. Does that mean it's good? Um, okay. They're afraid good. to meet their boss. Yeah. 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 So they don't right. want to check out too early because then they have to, right. they get their performance evaluation as Pope. Yeah, right. you want to hold off as long as possible. If you want to try and squeeze in as many you know achievements as possible before you retire, so that way you well, get that guy a bigger watch in heaven. Nice, Pope Pope Benny. He uh, isn't even poping anymore. Pope yeah. Benedict the traitor. Yeah, so he's just chilling. As far wow. as we know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you know the, thanks, Pope. You know there was a pope who only was pope for like thirteen hours. But what a 13 yeah. hours it was. Pope, it was Pope, one of my favorite. Pope hours. Leo the 13th hour is his name. <laughs> uh, he he uh, quit after hour 14. It's funny. They, he It was a trick. And um, it's like they locked him in a room and they were like, he's Pope. And that's how it happened. All right. <laughs> seven uh, let's seven minutes on. in heaven, but it's 13 hours in the, <laughs> in the Pope's closet. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let's move on into the later aspects of the summer. The Popes are living volcanoes are exploding uh man session happening uh and the first discovery of the perfectly preserved remains of a cave bear believed to be 22,000 to 39,500 okay that range i'm going to err on the side that it's like 39,500 because that's like real specific <laughs> yeah <laughs> like why did they throw in the 20 that's such a huge range but then they get real specific on the uh on the the right side of the range <laughs> yeah um, it's like and it's like well let's just say thirty nine thousand. it's like no i think I, that this indicates that it could be at least thirty nine thousand five hundred years yeah. old <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um i don't know if you're familiar with those eras but that's the uh late pleistocene era um yeah so that discovery was made in the lakovsky islands in siberia um thawing permafrost so this is also a sign of uh you know, uh, global uh, climate change. Just, some stuff. You know, it's crazy. I did see this. This I remember, actually remember this one. This is one of the few I remember. And this is such a scary picture that it gives you. It's a spooky picture of a scary bear coming out of the dirt, and it's not nice. We're gonna we're gonna post the picture of the the cave bear. Um, it's kind of, it's terrible. in the Discord. Um, but it's not looking. It is folks. very freaky because. No. Is it a and good story also, or a just, bad uh, story? We don't know. We don't know. We don't we're know. Not yet. qualified to say. But yeah, it we're, is we're, spooky. We're unsure. It is 100% spooky. Um, um, this find is of great importance to the whole world. Somebody said. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, I guess we're gonna <laughs> put that in in a put it in some museum. You'll go see put it, it on in a your field trip. Book. You'll go see it on a field trip with your kids in the future, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Um, so September, we all know the month of September as made popular by um, the uh, Earth, Wind & Fire um, group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Their famous song, September. Uh, in September, <laughs> September. of 20, 2020, um, a 1634 edition of... The Two Noble Kinsmen, the last play by English playwright William Shakespeare, 
is discovered at the Royal Scots College Library in Salamanca, Spain. It is believed to be the oldest copy of any of his works in the country. And guess what? It's uh, 700 years overdue at that <laughs> library. So, uh, yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever checked check that out is really going to be hurting. So moving on here, uh, we're skipping over the rest of September. October, nothing happened. Uh, November, nothing much happened either. But at the very end of November, one of the big stories occurred. And that was protein folding. One of the biggest mysteries in biology was solved. Um, and by whom, mm-hmm. you ask? Um, Me. The question. The question is... Not by a person, but by oh. AlphaFold, an artificial intelligence algorithm developed by DeepMind. So, this is a this is a big day uh, in 2020 because um, the use of artificial intelligence is now moving into the realm of scientific uh, discovery. Uh, last we heard of uh, DeepMind, it was playing chess and playing go and now it's doing much much more that's moved on to taking other jobs from smart yeah. people mm-hmm. exactly next thing you know it's going to be working at the amazon cashierless <laughs> store <laughs> yep uh, checking yeah. you out um yeah this now, was i thought huge. that protein folding was already discovered in 2014 by uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken when they introduced the double down chicken bacon <laughs> sandwich <laughs> that's true but but I it, guess they're maybe talking but, about a different kind of. Well, no, they did discover, but but that's part of their secret recipe, and so oh. they didn't oh. disclose. <laughs> so it so took this was sort of corporate corporate espionage committed by DeepMind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I so I I think I I think that it's just a a, a stunning advance, um, and it and it, it, I think it also occurred decades before many people in the field would have predicted. I would, uh, I would second that opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, this is promising not only for what they dis- discovered, but for the, the promise that it holds for future discoveries. Because now artificial intelligence is going to work on solving these, these big problems. And um, soon enough, we're going to get the, um, the secret spices that make up the Kentucky Fried Chicken These are recipe. really well-informed opinions from you guys. I'm really Thank impressed. You. They almost sound like they're coming from like inside industry people. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, yep. Absolutely. That's, yes, here's John. that's what Fingers we are in a way. Yeah. Um, John, again, the listener ombuds person uh, mm-hmm. listening out for the listener. He's on your side. Um, <laughs> and I guess, yeah. Sometimes so I forget fin- that I'm part of the show and I listen in and then I talk <laughs> to you guys like I'm the listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're the you're the uh, what, what, in the Greek tragedies there's the, I'm the uh, chorus. The chorus, yes. Yeah. Yes. I do the same thing with my radio and my TV. I <laughs> start talking to it like halfway through. But anyway, so that was November 30th and then skipping ahead to today, um the final big event of 2020, um, which is happening today, uh, is that the transition period following the United Kingdom's exit from the European Union 
uh, otherwise known as Brexit, um, expires as of today, the 31st of, uh, no, excuse me, uh, I'm confused here. No, no, it does expire today. So anyway, this is the deadline for Brexit, and uh, luckily Boris Johnson got Brexit done just in time. Now, this is sort of a fun slice of life story because it's the last day of the year. I mean, we were trying to really hit all the big important ones. This one is sort of like a fun one because it's the yeah. last day. Yeah. So there's not a lot of impact with this one. No. But no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a British thing. I don't really understand British politics, but um, they're making changes, and um, change is always good. So, you know. Yeah, that, you know, it, it, it seems like a, uh, uh, it's going to add some red tape. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm I generally on things like these, I would use duct tape. Mm -hmm. I just think it's stronger. It's a little stronger. Yeah. Than the red tape. It seems uh, this is going to be a difficult thing to 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 do and, and keep held up. They're definitely uh, rushing through the process. They, you know, they haven't grabbed the right tools, so they're just right. like going through the pantry, finding like whatever like tape they have. Mm -hmm. It's December thirty first. They're just trying to get yeah uh, their yeah. New Year's and resolutions all checked off. They use the red tape to wrap presents, and now that Christmas is over, oh, I've got half a roll of this. What am I going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then also the did you Dev did you say that the uh, it expires today or something's due today? Yeah, I'm confused about because what, what it is. Yeah, um, me too. Because I was supposed to write a paper for Brexit, um, <laughs> right. and I was confused. I didn't do it. The so G8, yeah, it's. I don't know if I, I also could use more time. I think you fine. you have until midnight to actually send it in. So oh. we've still okay. Got time. What I'll do. What I'll do is I'll email. Um, email Boris Johnson Boris and then I'll say like <laughs> here's the paper that you wanted but I want to attach it so then it gives me like a little extra time like and be like hour. oh you didn't attach it and be like oh whoops and then I'll yeah. oh here it is and then it will give me seven more hours mm -hmm. nice Smart. Smart. yeah so, so that's yeah, the that's, year that's the year um, it wouldn't be a full show if we didn't you know kind of take a look at this weekend somewhere somewhere around the Antarctica, world a, a classic bit on this show i mean this well yeah the most popular this, segments this yeah this Antarctica. this week it is uh this week in antarctica so dev do you would you mind uh like yeah telling us about antarctica yeah, First yeah. Off, where is it <laughs> yeah um so I listeners, think it's, it's technically one of the continents, yeah? Yes. Yeah, okay. technically one, one of seven. the continents. Um, it's a really interesting place. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's inhabited, but barely. Um, there's not that many people living there. Most of them are scientists hmm. who use Antarctica to um, study all sorts of things. To, and to get away from it all, kind of. Yeah. And to get away from it all, yeah, it's it's the the air is very clean down in Antarctica, which it's a good um, place to get away from it all. Yeah, yeah. And so nothing, just like the the daily grind. That shit's not going on down there. Um, but but an interesting story that we don't have a lot of information on because the article was in Spanish, um, because mm -hmm. it does uh, pertain to the Chilean research station in Antarctica. Um, which one? It's called the Base General Bernardo O'Higgins Requelm. Requelm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know that one? I know that. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. that one. 
Right. So anyway, the, the Chilean research station, uh, apparently there's some sort of viral infection that has been spreading Whoa. in that research oh, station. No. Um, well, I, I at, least able, it's, yeah. at least it's far away. Yeah, yeah, it's very far away. But I was I able know. to gather from the article that it's some variation of the SARS virus, uh, if you remember Ooh. that. Yeah, what? I remember in 2000. I do. 2004? Yeah. 2003. 2003. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. So anyway, yeah, it's kind of a um, oh, blast from the past um, variation of the SARS virus uh, spreading in Antarctica, specifically the Chilean research station. Um, but anyway... Wait, did you say it was the General Bernardo O'Higgins Requelme station? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what That's I thought. The one. Oh, no. Wait, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. So I anyway, just... I, a guy from from that station just airbnb'd our spare room oh for like, oh, in like three days dude no 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 right you yeah you might want to yeah you might want to reschedule with him because, but i'm gonna huh. get penalized from airbnb i'm gonna get yeah a negative rating yeah true. true just true. go ahead with it then yeah because you don't yeah. want to hurt your airbnb rating yeah um, um but anyway so yeah that's happening but the article was in spanish i couldn't really figure out more but uh um, all right well we'll look so, into that but that's yeah. this week in Antarctica, um, uh, sending love and uh, respect to our Antarctican brothers and sisters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to, and to our listeners, um, Happy New Year. We hope that you had an okay 2020 and let's uh, power through into 2021 because you know we will be here all 52 weeks of the year, maybe 51, who knows. Um, <laughs> we love you very much. Um and uh, we hope to see you next year. Bye.